Welcome to the podcast, everyone. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. Now, some of you are new to the podcast, and uh, for those of you who are, you'll notice there's no theme song. Long-time listeners of the podcast, they know there's no theme song. There's no bullshit on this podcast. We just jump right into it because I'm too lazy to find a theme song. You know, I know you can. I could probably do like Cashmere by Led Zeppelin and nobody would stop me. You're allowed to just fucking do whatever you want on a podcast, apparently. You can just play music that you don't have license for, but I don't do it. I play by the rules, guys. That's what ladies love. Men who play by the rules, right? I had the new listeners. I watched my, uh, I looked at my, my stats, my statistics, my analysis of my podcast and uh, it, it's been great. We've got a lot of new listeners because I just did a run of shows over in Ottawa. And I think that uh, my new listeners, all three, you're going to be happy with this next podcast. Because I prepared for this one just a little bit. It's actually, yeah, it was pretty good turnout. What I just, I had to promote myself. You know, guys, it's, it's tough. It is tough. To, to even say what I did, like, I, I also am selling a CD, but I didn't, I didn't even sell that. I did a week of shows at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa. I should thank, I should thank the people at Absolute Comedy for having me there. It's uh, my favorite club to play, especially the Ottawa one, because it uh, it's just such great audiences. And um, you guys know who were there, that uh, how well the, the club has run, how good the shows were. Always energetic. That, that's why I, I taped my CD there. But I couldn't bring myself, guys, to sell the CD. You know, I just, I don't know. I know I'd make a few extra bucks after the show, but what I was most interested in was getting people to listen to this shitty podcast. This is because it's something I do every week, you know? It's a way that, to, to put out something, a product, every single week where people go, Hey, let's not forget about Mark Bennett. You know, let's not leave him for dead. He's still alive. Listen, he's doing a podcast. I tell you. And those of you who saw my TV interview in Ottawa, I was on the television. I don't want to brag, but I was on like a local cable channel. So pretty freaking good. I was saying about how I need to change the industry. My brother said to me, that's a lofty goal. It is. Hashtag lofty goal. It's stupid. It's a stupid goal. I'm not going to change the industry. Guys, who are we fucking kidding? Huh? But even, let's, maybe don't change the industry. But if I can just nudge it a little bit, you know, just kind of finagle it so that myself and maybe a couple of other people have a better career. Would that be so bad? This publicist I hired, I don't think she listens to this podcast, so I can talk about her. Um, you know, she says she's getting me ne- meetings, meetings with uh, Netflix and Amazon. We'll see. We'll see. If she does get get them, I, I'll, t- I'll be the first to admit it. All right. She says she's going to get them. We'll see. Uh, she did get me an interview at uh, on, on the on the Rogers television station. And then she got me an interview at uh, on XM coming up. The breakdown. But that that 
is a radio show hosted by two friends of mine. So I don't think that one was that difficult to get. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, I my my heart goes out to her. Guys, the publicist, what do you do with a stand-up comic in Canada? What do you do with them? You know? Other than, like, pitching a show, and luckily for her, I have written television shows, so she can pitch some of that shit. But how do you just go... Let's make a stand-up comic more famous in Canada. Very, very difficult. Even, even with someone who has the ability of a Mark Bennett. Am I right? Or am I right? Oh, and also for the new listeners. You guys may not know how this goes. But I do this out of my car. And <laughs> I just totally took away all the credibility of the podcast. No, but I do it in my car because I, I have a baby. A baby upstairs. Uh, if you were at the shows, you heard me talking about the baby. That's a real thing. You know what? People come up to me after shows, and they will often say, so how much of that is true? I'm like, what? Me being from Newfoundland? Me having parents? Me having a, a wife and a baby? Yeah, it's, it's true. Why would I make that shit up? But I guess some comedians make up stories is what uh, the audience like when I ask them I'm like yeah well it's it's true why would it not be true they're like oh we know a lot of comedians make up stories like do they I don't know many comedians who just like make shit up and if they do they're like a, a surrealist storytelling comedian and you can tell you know that it's totally made up because it's it's nonsense you know silly nonsense you know if you watch Dave Chappelle especially his old stuff he goes off on these crazy tangents you know and uh, where he's, you know, he's out in in uh, in Cracktown, and he sees a baby selling weed on the corner. Obviously, that's a made-up story. You get that, you know. People aren't coming up to Dave at the end of the show, going, "Did you really see a baby selling weed?" Because that's someone should call social services. You know. And I will say, I you know what? I will. I'll get right into it. You know, I I said I was prepared for this podcast. Uh, that was a lie. I was. I am not prepared. I just kind of made a mental note about a couple of things. That's my preparation. Some people write shit down, you know? Not me. I just come to my car, and I start talking, and then we see where it goes. Usually, usually go somewhere great. Guys, go somewhere great. I'm going to talk about hecklers. Because the, the people who saw me this week, I don't care what show you saw. You saw some audience quote-unquote participation. And uh, a lot of the, the, the audience members came up to me afterwards, and they were asking, hey, so uh, that was crazy, right? With that drunk lady or that drunk guy or that drunk baby. You know, there was drunk people there. And drunk people start screaming shit out, you know? And uh, people ask a lot of times, do you like that? Is it fun to, like, play with the hecklers and you know like they'll say oh you did really well you know you 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 made fun of that guy um and 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 the audience loved it so you must like that and uh, the response to that is no fuck no we do not i ain't mean once in a while guys there's there's different strokes for different folks there are comedians who enjoy that antagonistic battle but most of us do not most of us are performers. We perform. We we have shit we'd like to say, and somebody screaming out in the middle of it interrupts you. 
And worse than interrupting you, ladies and gentlemen, worse than that, is they step on your jokes. Jokes have ebb and flow, you know? There's a setup and a punch and you know what I mean? There's ups and downs. It's a joke. And if somebody interrupts that flow, that fucking, that can kill a joke. And that that's the worst part. Like, uh, one, one of the shows, I'm um, doing the thing about how my, well, my wife needed a C-section. And I'm talking about how the doctor is not even really a doctor. It's some student. And this kid is down there, you know, trying his best with my wife. And hilarity ensues. Okay? That's, in a nutshell, the joke. Um, if you want to hear the full joke, just go to my CD. And that's, that's not a pitch. I'm not saying you got to buy it. You can stream it. You can stream it on the, the Spotify's and the, and the Apple Music. Or you can buy it. It's up to you. I don't care. You know what I should have done, though? I should have told the people. I gave out cards. I gave out podcast cards. I printed them out. Three by fives. And I handed them out at the end of the show with with a, my podcast on it and a QR code right on the thing so that you can look at it with your iPhone and boom, you go right to the podcast. But I also had my CD on the back. I didn't even mention it because I fucking that. You see what I'm saying about promoting yourself? You just, I don't know. It just feels weird. You know, you're supposed to do it. One of the comics she was saying, like, why don't you just sell the CD? Like, sell it, you'll, you'll make lots of money on the show. But I was like, yeah, but people may walk past you, you know? Like, even if they liked you, maybe they don't want to spend another 10 bucks, Or may or maybe, you know, they don't have another 10 bucks on them right now. Maybe they don't have any cash. I'm not taking credit cards. What am I, a fucking bank? You know, so those people will just walk past you avoiding eye contact. And I, that's what I would do. I would do that, you know? Even if a, like a favorite comedian of mine, let's say Brian Regan, if he's standing behind his merch table, he's got T-shirts, he's got hats, he's got mugs, he's got uh, CDs, DVDs, I, and I don't have any money to give him, I, I will probably just walk past because it, it'd be awkward to me. So I was thinking, if people are going to walk past, and then also if people buy the CD, there's an interaction you know, you, they have to give you money. You have to give them the thing. I don't even have a CD. It's download cards, which is another thing that's kind of weird. It's nice to give people a physical product. Like, here is a little piece of paper. You can download the CD for free. You know, that in itself weirded me out a little bit. But then if you buy CDs, you got to lug them around. It's a whole fucking rigmarole. So what I decided to do was nothing. You know, because, like I said, people, if they're trying to buy the CD, it's going to take time. They're giving me money. I'm giving them a download card. We have we have to have a little interaction. You know what I mean? I can't just grab their money and say, get the fuck out of the way. Other people are coming. Get out of here. So I was figuring that would really cut into my ability to hand out podcast cards. This was my theory. And I gave out a lot. I gave out hundreds. Hundreds of podcast cards. They haven't all translated into listeners. You know what? I tell you what. Is I went outside um, after one of the shows and I saw one of my podcast cards on top of a garbage. And uh, it hurt me. Like, I know it shouldn't, you know. For instance, that person 
could have scanned the QR code with their phone and already have become a subscriber to the podcast. Or maybe I gave it to an old lady who, who was polite. She just took the card because she was like, oh, thank you. Yes, I love the podcasting when she didn't know what the fuck that was. Because there were old people who did talk to me who said they didn't know what podcasts were, but they were going to try to listen. And you know what? God bless them. God bless those old farts. Giving it a shot. No way in hell they're going to figure it out, but God bless them for trying. I uh, Some old lady was asking me, uh, I don't know if she was an old lady, but, you know, older than me. She was saying that she didn't, didn't know what podcasts were or how to get it. So I showed her, I said, look, if you just use your iPhone and you scan the QR code with the, with the, the camera, it'll just pop right up. And then so she was, oh, can you do it for me? So I tried, and then it turns out she's got a, like an iPhone 3, 3G or something. It's like from, from like, like 2002. Like she couldn't fucking, well, not 2002. When did iPhones come out 10 years ago? So she had like a 2010 iPhone. I was like, oh, yeah, this doesn't work at all. In fact, I'm pretty sure this phone doesn't operate in any capacity whatsoever. This You are currently holding a brick. Just a brick. It is a lovely paperweight. Oh, God bless the old people. I'm one of them. I'm getting up there. Man, oh man, 40 years old. 40 years old in two months. I'm, oh, doing the shows, seeing the young people, you know? Their lives all ahead of them. Like the comics were younger than me. The other two comics, one one was in his twenties, and one was in he was thirty one. Like, oh, you guys, you got so much time, you know, you got so much time to waste. And then soon you'll be forty, going, why, why did I waste all that time? Because what are you gonna do? Be productive, huh? Nobody gets their shit together until they have a baby. That's my new theory. And I totally forgot that I was talking about the hecklers. That's another thing. For you you nude listeners, are you nude? Are you? Because I am in my parking garage amongst all the other cars in my apartment building. I do the podcast nude. That's what I do. The uh, new listeners, I lose track of what I'm saying. And I go off God knows where. And sometimes I get back to my original point. Usually I do not. This is just something we have to live with. We all have to accept it and move on. But the hecklers. All right, so I was talking about, so I have a, there's this student doctor doing the surgery on my wife trying to get the baby out during the C-section. Talking about how he's a student. This is, this is so far. Now, there's more to the joke, of course. I'm halfway through it. And some lady just starts yelling. She's like, that's a person, Heidi. And I just was like, all right, what? What now? She goes, God forbid it be a female. I was like, God forbid it be a what? She's a woman. God forbid it be a woman. I'm like, God forbid what be a woman? The, the student doctor who did the surgery? I'm like, I'm just telling you the, the story. I said, no, I, can't, I didn't change the sex of the man in the story because it was a man doing the thing. And then the, the fucking... The crazy part is, and I said to her, if you would just shut up and listen to the rest of the story, he has a supervisor who's looking over his shoulder, pointing out all the things he's doing wrong in my wife's surgery. That's part of the joke that I don't get to say anymore. 
And I said, and that person, the supervisor, is an experienced female surgeon, you stupid piece of shit. You know? Fucking kill the momentum, ruin the joke, and then I did another, but like, you know, everybody, the audience is with me because I made a few jokes at her expense, and then I do another joke, and it gets a good response, but not like it was prior to the interruption. You know what I mean? And I got... I got my buddies at this fucking show, if you can believe it. The only time, basically, uh, I, I put four people on the guest list. Two for Sunday and two for this one on Friday, Friday early show. And so this is the Friday early, and my two buddies, and they are comics, and they are good comics. And they just asked, hey, they were, they're in town. Do you, do, you want, do you mind if we stop down and do the show uh, or see the show? I Actually, one of them got up and did seven minutes, which was great. Very nice of them to, uh, to get up there and help improve the show by adding another strong comic on there. You know, nice of them. And um, so they're sitting in the audience. They have seen this shit go down, right? Now the show is, is operating at like 60% of the laughter that it had prior to this crazy lady just screaming her shit out. So I, I'm like, no. No, this will not fucking stand. I stopped the show. I stopped it. I said, all right, all right. I feel like it's tense here. Is it tense? And people are nodding their head. I'm like, you want to know why, lady? Because you did this shit. And then so the, some woman uh, previously in the show, like, like 10 minutes ago, had broken her glass. Just by accident, she uh, she just moved her glass and it smashed on the table. She was perfectly sober. She'd only had one glass of wine. Just an accident, right? And I'd made a couple of jokes about that at the time. Guys, nothing escapes me on stage. I'm like a fucking savant. No, it's just it was a big smash, so of course I had to address it. You know, that, that, that part of the live comedy... You can't worry about that. That is part of the situation. We're all in the room together. Whatever happens, happens. But she didn't interrupt me on purpose. She didn't want to smash her glass of wine. She was enjoying it, I'm assuming. And uh, so that's so that then that's what I said. I said to I, I went over to the girl who had smashed her glass of wine. I said, "Why didn't you smash that lady's wine? You're perfectly sober." Keep your wine glass in, in glass intact. Go over there, kick the fucking beer bottle out of that lady's hand. All right? And then people start laughing, and I go off a little more on it. I can't remember the full details. Guys, I was in a rage. All right? But it went well. And I got everybody back uh, on track. I She, the, the drunk lady, I don't think she was a big fan of me anymore. But fuck her. Right? And you know what? If she is listening to the podcast and she is a big fan of me, but she, you, you had a face on you like you were angry. Now, maybe it was just I, I'm super loaded face and I don't know what's happening around me. And if that's the case, fair enough. But yet you had you were trying to give me the stink eye. That's what's what I'm seeing anyway. But if you're listening to the podcast, you probably weren't because, you know, right? Unless you're one of those people. Who is like, oh, fuck, that fucking guy's going to talk about me on his podcast. I better tune in for it. And if you are, here I am talking about it. I am talking about it. But I don't know your name, right? I'm not calling you out. You're just drunk lady. I don't know what it is, man. But uh, people seem to think that it's okay to scream out, right? Like if a comedian asks you a question, I think I said this last podcast, that's fine. Ask you a question, answer the question. 
But don't just fucking interrupt someone mid-sentence. Jesus H. Christ, right? Like, people treat it like you didn't come there with jokes. I better say something. Get this show rolling. Sure, we're 40 minutes in and everyone's having a great time, but I'd best put my two cents in about gender equality in a, in a situation that makes no sense whatsoever. Honest to fuck. Peace. Anyway. And then uh, if you were there for either of the late shows, right, uh, the, audience, the audience gets drunk on late shows, especially Friday late. Uh, there's the famous uh, Steve Martin quote. People say, why did you stop doing stand-up? And he said, Friday late show. You know, a lot of people know that quote, and uh, there's a reason for that. Everybody knows Friday late is a fucking shit show. It is What happens is people don't realize they're about to hit the wall. You know, it's uh, it happens right around 1130 because, like, the comics after the show, uh, after the Friday late show, the host and the middle act, they were like, it's weird. Everybody was really well behaved for us. But then for you, they went nuts. I'm like, yeah, 1130. I said, you can count it down to almost the minute. Fucking 1130, man. The uh, people, they, they've worked all week, you know. They're losing more sleep as the week has gone on. And then they go out Friday and they're having a good time. They're having a few drinks. They're relaxing, you know. And then they have a just another couple of drinks and boom. It hits them all at once like a fucking heel kick to the chops. They just are, woo! Hey, comedian, we're belligerent now. We would like to be belligerent for the rest of your show. Woo! And then it's just fucking like wrangling cats, man. You just, you're, you're, you're literally like a, at a zoo. Just fucking trying to keep the baboons from flinging poo. It is, uh, but it went well, you know, like I had a good time. The audience had a good time. At least they told me they did. I will say this about giving out the podcast cards. There's been a fringe benefit, a fringe benefit to the podcast cards. I don't enjoy, uh, interacting with people for the most part. It's not that I don't enjoy interacting with them. That's what the benefit is, is that I don't do it, you know, for a myriad of reasons. Some of them are my my own problem. You know, like, uh, like say that late show on, um, I think, late show on Saturday, I think it was. It was more quiet than the other shows. Like, you know, one, one of the shows has to be more quiet if you rank them, you know. There were eight shows, number one to number eight. There has to be a best and an eighth. And I would say Saturday late in terms of response for the crowd, in terms of decibel level, was the lowest um, volume of uh, laughter. Saturday late. They were well-behaved. Sometimes Saturday late is also like a a monkey show. But um, they were well-behaved, but they they almost seemed a little sleepy. And so a show like that, normally what I do is I just walk back to the green room, stay there, wait for the audience to leave, and then leave. Because, you know, fucking, if I didn't think the show was a 10 out of 10, then I'm not really in the mood to interact with people. That's that's my own shit, guys. That's my own baggage. I'll admit it, right? It takes a big man to admit anything. I think that's the saying. And I'm a big man. So I, uh, but because I got the podcast cards, I printed these things out, guys. 
They got shipped to my house. All right? So I'm gonna hand them out. Gotta do it. So I have, uh, I got the cards there, and I'm like, fuck it. I don't care if this show wasn't, you know, a 10 out of 10. It wasn't an A++. I'm going to still hand out the cards. And I got to say, weirdly, it was the most enthusiastic the audience was after all of the shows. They, almost everybody came up and took a card. And everybody said something super nice. And it was, uh, it's just one of those things. Uh, My mother used to always say to me, she goes, you shut your mouth. Now, she didn't just, sometimes she would just say that. But other times it was, she was referring to, when I feel bad about myself, she was like, you just shut your mouth, man. You just, she didn't say man, she said Marky, uh, Marky boy, she would call me. So she would say, you just shut your mouth if you didn't like your show. She goes, because I know you. And you'll, people will come up and they'll be like, great show. And you'll be like, no, this joke didn't go well. And this joke, and you know what? Normally it goes a little bit better. And I'm a terrible person and I should kill myself. Like, so don't do that. What you want to do is say thank you if people give you a compliment but just stand there and if you didn't like the show if you didn't think everyone loved it just shut your mouth and I did on Saturday just but because I got the cards I'm still forced to interact with them and these people they literally turned my brain around on it where I went you know like I I would say those things like I was talking to a comic right before um the audience was settling up their bills. So I'm just finished my show and I told him this exact thing that I'm telling you now. And I said, so I'm going to just shut my mouth and, uh, you know, these people, maybe it's their first time at a comedy club. For all they know, this was the best comedy show of all time. Let's just shut our mouths and see what happens. And then everybody said such nice things and they were so enthusiastic about the podcast and the CD and, um, then I turned to that guy, the comic I had been talking to. I go, you see that? The shit I told you before the audience came up to me, I didn't really believe it. I said the right words. Thanks to my mother and her training, I said the right words to you. That you keep your mouth shut and don't make people um, feel bad for you. Don't make, don't make people's minds up for them. If they like the show, they fucking like the show. But then after the audience did talk to me, I was like, God damn it. It's actually true. You know, sometimes you're just not right. Sometimes your interpretation of what went down is askew. Just because the show beforehand had people who laughed like crazy and were big clappers and were all full of energy, it doesn't mean these people on The Late Show didn't like you as much. So, lesson learned. Fringe benefit. Handing out the cards. And also, interacting with people is kind of nice. Who knew? Having chats, you know? A couple of girls, a couple of girls wanted to have drinks afterwards. I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. No, I'm literally not bragging. Because the, you, you're, when you're married with a baby, it just does blow your mind that people want to have drinks. But you know what? Here, once again, now I'm just making assumptions the other way, right? Now I'm saying they liked me so much that there was some kind of sexual connection. But maybe the the girls probably just really wanted, if, 
Yeah, you know what? Double standard. I take it back. I take it back. Because if it was a dude saying, hey, man, you go downstairs for a drink, which did happen, I didn't think, oh, that guy wants to stick his penis in my bum hole. No, I did not think that. I did think it one time, actually, when there was a guy who, that his, his eyes implied it. I'm not going to lie. But for the most part, when some dude says, you going downstairs for a drink, and uh, the comedy club has a downstairs where, where they serve alcohol. All right. In case in case that wasn't clear. Um, so you you want to come down to my basement and have a drink? Uh, it, it is at the comedy club. Never leave the comedy club. For you folks, your kids out there who are comedians, never go to a second location. All right. You're you lose your drink tab. Because the comedy club will spot you some some beers and some drinks, and then they'll they'll often even if you go over your tab, you'll pay staff prices. It's way cheaper, right? You go, uh, people buy you drinks too at the comedy club because you're the star, man. You're the star of that show. You leave, you're just some fucking schlub, you know. Even if you're going out because you want to chase some girls down, the girls are like, oh, this is the guy. So you're at you're at the the pub across the street, you know, one of the twisted kilts or the the Finn McCool's or the Fucking fox and the firkins and the bears and the wazoos. You're over at one of those pubs, and uh, you even if you enter with a group of people, they meet up with their friends. They're like, hey, who's this fucking guy? You know? And then they're like, oh, this guy's a comedian. He's really funny. You should have seen his show. And everyone's like, all right, fuck, all right, whatever. You're nothing. You're nothing then. You're, you're a past tense story. Stay at the club, all right? And if some lovely lady takes pity on you and wants to take you home, go home with her from the comedy club. Do not leave the comedy club. And don't go with dudes either because that gets weird because dudes want, they want the party to keep going. It gets, it gets violently drunk. So, and then you spent, you spent all your money they get, you don't make a lot of money at the clubs. So you're going out to these fucking pubs and you're down in shots. And no, fucking no. And then what's more, you're hungover for, for your show. You got to do, like I said, you got to do eight shows. So unless it's Sunday night and who the fuck is going out drinking Sunday night, you're going to be hungover for some of your shows. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. So you go out Friday, you get hammered. You know, now you got to do two shows on Saturday. It's going to be rough. Or you go out sun, Saturday night, get hammered. And then you pick up the flu. Oh, the flu. God damn it, guys. I can't believe I'm like 30 minutes into the podcast and I've yet to talk about the flu. Ottawa, capital of Canada. Christ, I love you in many ways. All right. You got my favorite comedy club. It's where I met my lovely wife. My brother lives there. My sister lives there. My brother-in-law lives there. All of these people with their families. All right? It's got the parliament buildings. Majestic. It's got the canal. Lovely. Ever skate on the canal? If you haven't, you haven't lived. Just in the winter. Don't skate in the summer. The canal, lovely. You know? Beaver tails. Not literal beaver tails. They're like a pastry. So delicious. But Ottawa... Can I ask you why you're so fucking sick? You are sick all the time. 
I, I'm just, I'm no longer booking anything in the winter in Ottawa. Honestly, I'm not. Don't worry, I'm coming back. It's just going to be in the summer. First of all, my brother has a pool because, you know, he's doing better than me in life. But he's got a pool, so why the, so I just stayed at his place because, you know, stay with family instead of staying at the condo because why not? I took my wife. I took my baby. You know, we stayed with my brother. But he's got a pool that, of course, was frozen over. So what the fuck was the point? So because I took the wife and the baby, my wife works for the federal government. So she was able to go to work in Ottawa. She works in Toronto. But there is, of course, a major, the, the major office for the federal government is in Ottawa. So she can just work from there when, when she visits. And she did. And she went in. And she said her office, it was like the walking dead. Just fucking walking corpses. Not just because they were government workers. Boom! Take that! But no, because they were so ill. There is, uh, the UK has said this is the worst flu in 50 years. And uh, we would say that too, except we had the fucking swine flu in 2010 that decimated us all. I got the swine flu, guys. I got it. Guess where I got it? In Ottawa, Canada. Honest to Christ. I only, I've only had one flu in my natural life. And it was the swine flu, and it knocked me out for a month. And I got that motherfucker in Ottawa. And uh, my wife uh, did not get the swine flu right away, like I did. But then she had to go to Ottawa for some reason. A month later, got the goddamn swine flu. Not kidding. So... She's going to work amongst all of these diseased people. And guess what happened? She picked up the fucking flu. All right? Wife has got severe asthma, so it's not a situation we're enjoying. She seems to be handling it pretty well, but we got to keep a close eye on her. Because you can get that fucking pneumonia shit. You get lung infections. Complications from the flu are no joke. And someone with respiratory problems, extra hard. So we're keeping a close eye on her. Right now, she's fine. She's walking around wearing surgical masks in the apartment. She looks like a little Asian lady. But this fucking flu is a nasty one. And we have an 18-month-old. I don't want him to get it either. Not to mention, my entire February is booked up with shows. So if I get it, I'm fucked. Because let me tell you something. Can't call in sick to your stand-up comedy shows. You call in and say, I can't do them because I have the flu. And uh, you just lose your money. That's all. They don't go, oh, that's too bad. We'll just pay you anyway. You, you can take sick leave. No, sir. You just lose it. And I'll tell you what is I will cancel the shows if I have the flu. You want to know why? Because I am a decent human being. All right? Fucking people. People of the world. Please hear me. When I say stop going out and going to work when you have the flu. Like you got the sniffles. You got a little bit of a cough. You got a little scratchy throat. All right. Maybe, maybe you, you have an appointment you can't miss. Maybe you have a meeting that, that you really need to go to. Maybe like myself, you don't have any uh, insurance. You, you don't have, you don't get sick days. You don't have benefits. All right. I get it. Sometimes there's some stuff out of your control, but if you got the fucking flu, you know, or anything of that magnitude, you're walking around with leprosy. Stay the fuck home. You know, these goddamn heroes, 
going, oh, no, I don't, I don't. I go to work anyway. I don't give a shit how sick I am. I'm a fucking trooper. We don't give a shit about you. It's not about you, you selfish cunt. It's about other people. Other people have grandparents and people with respiratory illnesses and babies. You know, fucking premature babies. There are people out there, you know, who had to go get their groceries and and they come and... Well, groceries. No, they, they have to go to work, let's say. You know, because the grocery store, that the analogy started to fall apart. I'm back. I'm going back to work. So you, these people, they have to go to work. They're not sick, let's say. But at home, they have a premature baby. And then they go to work, and then some fucking trooper is hanging out, just fucking shooting his disease germs all over the fucking place. And then some poor sap or poor lady picks that up that flu, goes home, and has a premature baby with a weakened, with, with, with an immune system that had not even formed. Do you know what I mean? Don't be so goddamn selfish. Stop fucking killing people. Stop making people sick. Stay home. Jesus, how hard is that? Like, most places have a, plenty of sick days. All right? Every fucking business. In fact, there should be TV commercials about it. Like for a while, there was a big there was a big campaign a little while ago when it was the swine flu about don't cough in your hand, you dumb fuck. These are posters everywhere saying, "Hey, dumb fuck, stop coughing into your hand. You touch things with your hand, you dumb fuck. So cough into your the crook of your elbow. Just fucking cough in there, which has got to be very dirty on people these days." Never grab someone by the elbow. You will get the flu. Just cough. And so that was a campaign. I remember it. So we need another fucking campaign, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, remind people of that. Because I see everyone coughing into their hand these days. Bunch of dumb fucks. You know? We need a brand new goddamn campaign. Commercials? Put fucking Justin Trudeau out there. For those who don't like Justin Trudeau, put out fucking, I don't know, Harper and Donald Trump. I don't give a shit. Put them all out there. Do a we are the world of politicians. Just get them all around a microphone, singing a song. We are the world. Stay the fuck home. If you're sick, stay the fuck home so everyone doesn't get sick. There's a choice we're making. So stay the fuck home. Seriously, stay the fuck home. Honest to Christ. Right? Jesus H. Okay, I'm done. Rant is over. It's over. Speaking of staying home, you know who didn't stay home? Pink. Pink at the Super Bowl. She sang. like, And I noticed I was listening to the anthem. I went, oh, fuck, she missed those notes. You know, guys, I got perfect pitch, right? No, I'm just a person who has heard music. I have heard the American National Anthem before, and I heard her just fucking crack on a note. Missed it. And I said, hey, Pink, Pink can sing, can't she? Why did she miss that note? That seems weird. After the show, I find out that uh, she was put in a valiant effort because she had the flu. Oh, yeah. Thanks for going to the fucking Super Bowl with the flu, Pink. And I know she's a longtime listener of the podcast, and I'm sorry you have to hear it from me so angrily. 
But you know, there was like 60,000 people there. Stop giving everyone the flu, pink. Jesus Christ. I, I don't get the double standard. Everyone was shitting all over JT. The game is one thing. I'll talk about the game in a second. But everyone's shitting on, shitting on old Justin Timberlake. All, all, all justified. Come on, man. Mr. Sexy back. Everyone's like, oh, the lackluster show. He's got nothing to say politically. Lackluster. He just very well choreographed. Very intricate show. But, uh, you know, didn't wow us. It's like, go fuck yourself. What, what do you want? He's a pop star. Guys, is that fucking Nelson Mandela? All right? It's, it's the guy who did uh, Dick in a Box with Jimmy Fallon. It's Dick in a Box guy. Wait, it wasn't Jimmy Fallon. It was the guy I like more. What's his name? Uh, Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. Very funny. Love, love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's my favorite show right now. But that's who JT is. He's a fun guy. And he's got an, a lot of confidence. That's who you need at a Super Bowl. You can't have someone who's going to shrink under that pressure. You got to have JT, larger than life pop star. Like, well, you know, Beyonce came out with the black power thing and the, the water. Yeah, but JT's not black. He's also not a lady. You know, like there's, there's a lot of causes right now. I hate to tell everybody the best thing a rich white man can do is shut his fucking mouth right now. Justin Timberlake took my mother's advice. All right? He just shut his mouth because nobody wants to hear from him right now. He gets it. So everyone's like, why didn't he stand for something? Why didn't he say something? And everybody was mad at him that he was going to do a, a, a Prince tribute. Like, okay. He loves Prince, and, and he, he thought Prince did one of the best Super Bowl shows of all time, so he paid homage to him. But people were like, oh, you know, if he uses a hologram of Prince, oh, Prince hated holograms. And his sister, Prince's sister, came out and said, we did not condone a hologram of, of our brother because he hated holograms. And it was like, fuck you, JT. You do a hologram. We're going to fucking burn you alive, buddy. Uh... I don't know what, where this was coming from. I guess there was rumors he was going to sing with a hologram of Prince. And everyone was like, fucking no! Don't you dare! Like, and that's, what do you think he did a blander type of show? The, the man tried to do a tribute to Prince, one of his idols, and everybody lost their shit. Imagine if he tried to make a political statement. Imagine! If white, rich, privileged JT, who's been famous since he's been 12 years old, imagine if he tried to say anything. They would have fucking ripped his head off and shit down his neck. That's why he did a bland show. Plus, what do you think the Super Bowl halftime is? Guys, remember when Aerosmith did it? Remember when fucking No Doubt did? No Doubt! They don't even have a good song. She was up on the stage walking into spiderwebs. Who gives a shit? How in Christ's creation was that okay? But JT, oh, he really dropped the ball on that. Everyone admits 
It was te- oh, it was technically a perfect performance. I mean, very well choreographed, sounded amazing. All of the uh, the all of the choreo- uh, choreography that went into it, very very uh, tricky. You know, did a great job. But fuck him, am I right, guys? Bland, honestly, God, go. Oh, yeah, I just didn't like all the shitting on him. All right, I don't have JT posters on the wall. I don't have any of his albums. Okay, but he's a pop star. And he did what he was supposed to do. He went out and he did a good show. I do think it would have been funny if, number one, the backup dancers he had were in sync. That would have been kind of cool, you know? And then, like, when he finished his song, just turn around and just kicked him in the balls, you know? Fuck you. <laughs> it would have been, even if they were just his backup dancers, it would have been cute, but still. That probably would have been a little belittling to them, right? People were like, why didn't they have in N- sync with him? I read that. He should have had in sync with him. It's like, well, you, they're no longer stars, and he is. It'd be kind of, wouldn't that be kind of shitty of him to do? Hey, guys, remember these old fucking schmucks? Huh? I'm a big deal, and you don't even remember their names. One of them went to space. One of them's named Joey, I think. Kevin? Joey? Joey Fatone? I don't fucking know. Um... That's all I'm... And also, I will say it kind of would have been good to have Janet Jackson. I think the one thing he could have done, but that probably wasn't his call because the Super Bowl got super mad at Janet Jackson, apparently, or I don't fucking know. You know, they they blame Titgate on her for some reason, which is not fair, you know? But anyway, these are all rumors. I don't know the situation. I do know. I do know it would have been great if Janet Jackson had come out at the end of the show, and just pantsed him, you know, and have his dick hang out. And he'd be like, oh, wardrobe malfunction. Sorry. We saw JT's dick. Cry me a river. His dick is hanging out. And the Super Bowl itself, I was upset that Tom Brady didn't win because I'm a fan of greatness. Guys, I love Sidney Crosby. I love greatness. And so, I don't understand. People are like, oh, you're jumping on the bandwagon. Of course. I'm watching history. Tom Brady has won more Super Bowls than any quarterback in history. So, if he won another one, he breaks the record for, like, most Super Bowls. Well, he would have tied the record. No other franchise. There's, there's uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have six um, Super Bowls. Tom Brady would have had six Super Bowls. He, Tom Brady himself, would have tied the, fran- the record for most Super Bowls by any franchise. Tom Brady, like I, one quarterback with six Super Bowl championships. Like, so every Super Bowl you see Tom Brady win, this is an era of unprecedented greatness. And I just, people, I fucking hate that guy because he wins. You should like that he wins. You're watching history. Doesn't that mean anything to you? I just, I don't get it. You know, I if, if you have a local team, like if you if you're from Philadelphia and you like that team or or there's a reason you like Philadelphia great you know you cheer for that team but i live in fucking canada we don't have any nfl franchises all right if i have a chance to watch history like and it was one of the most exciting super bowl games of all time no defense but one of the most exciting games of all time and if tom brady had come back in the last 2 minutes and won that fucking thing just writing more pages into NFL history, but instead, 
Philadelphia get their first championship, which is fine. That's, that's a decent thing, right? Good for them. But uh, Nick Foles, their quarterback, ah, fucking, where's the greatness? Let's see him win six. Let's see him. If Maybe he will. And if he does, I'll eat my words, guys. I'll come back on this podcast seven years from now. And I will have eaten my words. But greatness. I just realized I've been screaming so loud into the mic. I, I might have been going hot. If, if I was hot on the mic, if there were buzzes during this podcast, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have kept it bland. Like JT. You know, I just... I love greatness. And I want to see more greatness. Speaking of that, Sidney Crosby. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this story because we're already... We're already over our time, ladies and gentlemen. I got excited on this one, and I'm sorry about that. But um, I'm not sorry. Huh? Put a little energy into your life. Why not? Blow out your eardrums if you're listening to this on fucking earbuds. You know, you got those Apple danglers, the wireless dangling things, which I thought I'd never get in a million years, but I'm thinking about getting them. But uh, Sidney Crosby... He just did something cool, and I will talk about it on the next podcast if I don't forget, which I don't think I will. So I will say uh, right now I'm going to take my mother's advice one more time, and I'm going to shut up, all right? I said shut up is the podcast that you've been listening to. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks to all of the new listeners for listening, and hey, thanks to all the veterans, right? Never forget. Who was there from the beginning? Those guys, they mean the world to me. And you new guys, you've joined the family. Oh, it's wonderful. Wonderful times. You know, I'm going to be doing more promo, doing fucking radios and XMs and satellite shit. I got more shows coming up in Toronto. It's going to be great. I think. I'll talk to you again. I said shut up. And good night.